And so it is. Dear Shambra, no doubt about it. <laughs> we are here sharing this precious moment and sharing our adventure off into new consciousness, into the new dimensions. The little game that we played with you, by agreement with you, was that we would infuse you with feelings, today, yesterday in particular, so that you could really absolutely feel something. Many of you felt um, with this kind of an opening of the floodgates, just what is taking place in human consciousness right now. Many of you felt the potential of things that could happen this year. Many of you felt the anxieties and the pains of those who are very close to you. But what we did was allow you to totally feel to, so you could then observe your reaction. You could observe how your own doubt came in, almost denying the feelings, trying to keep them away. You doubted yourself when you had this tremendous influx of feeling consciousness energy come into you. You wondered what you had done wrong. You wondered why you were feeling this way. And it wasn't about you. It wasn't. You were feeling external things. You were feeling other people or perhaps just feeling us. When your doubt came in, you noticed how it suffocates the feelings. And it goes in and confuses the mind. And it takes away your sovereignty. It takes away your intuition, your natural ability to feel things and to understand them and to deal with them, but not to own them. You had a wonderful experience in true feeling. Now imagine for a moment what it would be like the next time this avalanche of feelings comes into your life if you didn't doubt, you didn't wonder what you had done wrong, you didn't wonder what was going on or how you could escape from it. Instead, instead of doubting, you used your pure intuition. Your intuition would allow you to absolutely feel the depths of the experience, of the energy, to feel into its many layers, to feel into all the potentials of why it was there and the potential of the outcomes, without having to manipulate it, but just to feel it. Imagine using intuition instead of doubt, how much richer your life not just as a human, but as a divine, angelic being, how much richer it can actually be. Remembering all the time that it's not yours. It's not yours. So there's going to be times where you feel your own energy, but your intuition will be discerning enough to let you know, is it you or is it something else? We talked about it before, and we set it as the reminder for 2008. 
So many of the things that you take in and you feel and you doubt are not yours. So many of you have had very challenging experiences, feeling what it's like to go to the bottom, to lose so much, to have physical ailments and difficulties. You've been doing this on the behalf of humanity and of the angels. You love to take it on as your own, so much so that you allow these feelings and awarenesses to put you in a very lonely space. It's a game. You're taking this on for other people, other angels, and you have to put yourself in a lonely space to make it really feel like it's yours, like you're doing something with this consciousness. And then you feel lonely as well. You feel nobody understands what you're going through. And the joke is, you're going through it for them. You're taking on these things so you can attempt to find a way to bring resolution to the energy for others. It's time we stop that. You've been doing it so long. And you become such experts at it. It could be a little challenging to let it go. It could be a little challenging to start living your life as your own instead of taking everybody else's consciousness on. It's been so long that you have been in service in the leagues of consciousness that you have forgotten what it's like to do it for you. There are actually many overlays that you need to do this, to be worthy to be on earth right now. You need to take on everything else for everybody else and pretend it's yours. Because, of course, you are the expert. If you don't do it, who else is going to? But remember what Katumi said, this is the era of you. You. And that applies to everyone else. It's time that they took on responsibility for themselves, for their energies, their feelings, their doubts if they have them, so that you can evolve and elevate yourself to the next level. Of course, you already know what that is to be the standard, the guide, and the teacher of new consciousness. To be the one to show others that there is a pathway, and on that pathway are all the tools. There is the desire of God and human to meld. So it's up to you, Shambra, to be that guide, that standard, that teacher of the new consciousness to show others that you have you have journeyed out into the other realms, into dimensions that have no names or no definition yet, but you have been there. And that when they go there, they will have a safe return as well. The doubts, that is such a part of the human consciousness right now, the doubts suffocate feelings. 
When the feelings are not there, you're really not living. When you doubt, you're not using your natural intuition. The doubt is a game. And as we said at the close of our session before, it's time to end that game. When in doubt, use intuition. When you feel trapped and stifled by doubt, stop for a moment, take a deep breath. Go for your intuition. What should you do right now? Use your intuition and go for the experience. Remember Katumi saying, when in doubt, go for experience. It all ties together. This year is the year of truly feeling and experiencing. This year is the time, dear Shambra, for you. With that, we'd be delighted to take your questions. Tobias, on the road to integration ascension, most of the aspects I felt coming back to me were those of fear, pain, and lack, etc. Two months ago, a very different aspect came to me, a magnificent grand voice, very centered and sovereign. It was then very distinct, had a name, and I heard that consciousness talk to me. It lasted three weeks or so, then kind of vanished. As I was breathing the voice in me, I thought it blended with me in a way. Yesterday, I felt it once again very distinct from me, but very close. Can you share with me, please, how you explain this dynamic? Indeed, it is the energy of uh, Yoham, of yourself, of your divinity. Uh, first of all, don't doubt it. <laughs> Allow yourself to experience it. Your intuition is written all over that piece of paper. Your intuitive knowing what this essence is. Your, it's not even, uh, we don't even want to define it as an aspect. It is the, it is the simplicity of you and it's the God Self. Now, as so many of you experience, as you start to have these feelings and you don't run from them, you, you actually embody them. And you, your intuition helps you to understand that it really is you. It is also important to understand that you will go through an experience like this and you'll seem to reach a plateau, it'll seem to even off or you, you won't have this overwhelming sense for a few reasons. Your body, mind, spirit are getting used to the sensation so it's not so dramatic anymore. But secondly, you are being asked to raise or elevate your own consciousness now to meet this energy of yourself in a new and pure place. You could say that your divinity dived down to your humanity to meet it, but now it wants you to to evolve upwards, to meet it in a new place that's more compatible for the new energy of the human divine self. Indeed, take a deep breath and stop doubting this wonderful experience. Tobias, I have been choosing to be in my I consciousness more and trusting myself, and I feel more success with that. Um, I'm also choosing to let go of things that are not mine, especially poverty consciousness and the dependency that my mother and I have with each other. So can you please talk to me about that and very briefly what's going on with my throat? Thank you. Indeed. Um, you again 
have hit it very specifically. You've taken on poverty consciousness for others. You could say this goes into a lot of past life training where you were you actually accepted that. You you chose that. You chose to get into this poverty energy, and you can't seem to shake it. But on the other hand, you tend to right now measure your life or measure your spiritual success based on financial success. Stop for a moment. Look what you have learned in all these years that you've been up asking us questions. Look at the depth and the richness of experience. You've been hiding behind this thing about poverty and about um, um, making the money. But look at what you really learned. That's what the soul is interested in. soul doesn't care how much you have in the bank. <laughs> Actually, you get some really rich experience, as you have found, by having nothing in the bank. Now, it's time to end all of that. It's time to end the doubts and, and the, 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 the dependencies and all the rest of that. You already know the answer. You come up to ask us for validation, but you know it's time to let your mother go. <laughs> You have a lot of guilt surrounding this. You feel she's going to die when you let her go. You feel that there is, um, you are the only one. But truly, a soul-to-soul energy it shouldn't be like that. It should be on a very free and very open basis, not a dependent basis. You've allowed yourself to become financially dependent, but really more than anything, emotionally dependent. So, a few things here. First of all, stop struggling in your mind with this. You you spend too much time in the mind energy. I absolutely want you to get into breathing in the fullness of life. And not just pretending you're breathing it in, and not just doing it a little bit, but really breathing it in. Open up some of those channels within yourself, those channels that where energy flows, open them up. Let yourself feel once again, not just feeling poverty, but feeling everything. And then I also, as you're doing your very intense breathing, you need to, to open some of those pathways, then call in the tools that you have placed there for yourself. I also want you to do one other thing. Acknowledge to yourself, and you may need to sit with another and work with them because sometimes they're Energy can be a good sounding board, but I want you to talk about the games that you play. I want you to write a book about the intense games that you play and other people do. You're going to see how this is all intertwined. You can see how there's part of you that doesn't want to give up the game, so you keep playing it. But once you get this out and acknowledge how you are playing it, and you're playing a mental game as well as an energy game, you're going to see that you can let that go. Now, it brings up some frightening things. You're going to have to learn to live again. You're going to have to learn to live, not to survive or to exist. And this goes against some very deep and ingrained training that you've had in the past by some very, very intense groups, some um, break-offs of some religious groups in the past that you still hold on to. It is like a spell that they have placed on you and you have accepted it within yourself. And you can't seem to shake that because it's a wonderful game. Do the intense breathing. 
write down or talk to others about how you play the game and then make a choice. Your choice right now, up to now, has been very, very surface. And I know you think you've been sincere. You've only just been in pain, that's all. Choose to let go of the game. And more than anything, your biggest challenge at the end of the day, as they would say, is the desire to live. That goes beyond surviving. That goes beyond old um, rituals and old concepts. But to, I have to ask you here in front of all Chambra, and you don't have to answer right now, but are you really ready to live? Yes, I am. You say that, but... You say that, but <laughs> I want you to do a lot of breathing with that. You say that, but I'm going to ask I you. There is, a deep fear. there is a deep fear in there. I do recognize that also. So I'm going to ask you once again, and you can welcome to answer out loud. Are you ready to really live? Yes. Ah, the perceptive chambre will feel a large sense of hesitation in there. You're saying yes, but the energy is like. Perhaps, maybe, kind of, probably. <laughs> There's doubt in it. So I want you to really go within and address it. And if you're willing, we'll come in and kick your butt around a little bit, too. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Can you tell me just briefly about my throat? Mm. Indeed, restricted energy. There's so much that needs to be said. And as that is why I mentioned it is time to talk about this game that you're playing and talk about... Talk about the whole thing of why you are afraid to live. It is right there, ready to come out, therefore causing the soreness. Don't doubt yourself. Don't worry about some big disease. It is energy restriction. That's all it is right now. You're holding back. Thank you. Was the Blessed Virgin Mary really a virgin? Can I answer this? <laughs> I want to answer this. <laughs> I want to answer this. Um, if not, why did religion need to make her a virgin? <laughs> Indeed, go and answer. We will just sit here and... Uh, <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Well, there is the energy of, of Marit, which is one thing, the actual figure, and then there is the energy of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which is manufactured by the church and accepted into the consciousness of those Catholics who aren't discerning. <laughs> I am channeling you, my dear. <laughs> I'm going with you. So, in a sense, there is a energetic being uh, that's, that is the one that is worshipped as the Blessed Virgin Mary is never actually embodied on earth but does exist in the other realms and she is so pure she wouldn't even think about having sex. <laughs> and she is constantly worshipped on the other realms, constantly prayed to and she absolutely loves it, loves it because humans and even some of the angelic realms have created that being, you know. They can do that. But in the reality of the one who lived on earth as a human, I have to say, she loves sex. (laughs) (laughs) And why shouldn't she? It is a sacred experience. It is about sharing at all levels, not just physical, but emotional, and even mental and every level, spiritual, with another human. It is the greatest gift 
perhaps that humans gave themselves when they came to earth. They knew it would be tough duty down here, so they gave themselves sex to be able to <laughs> enjoy it more fully. Thank God. So I think we all know the real answer, and, and it was fun being able to talk about it here, but why should sex be shameful? It should be it should be totally sacred and totally enjoyed. It should never be used to steal energy from another person. You should never use sex to disempower somebody else, and more so for Shambra, don't let them use it to take away from you. If you're going to share sex with somebody, share your bodies and every part of you, start with some breathing before ripping off your clothes. Even after you rip off your clothes, before you, um, how do you say, engage, do a little bit more breathing. When you engage with each other, a little bit more breathing, you will have the greatest orgasm that you have ever had. So breathe that one in. Thank you. The Virgin Mary liked that answer. <laughs> Tobias, um, during this last month, which has been a very emotional kind of month. I managed to lose my keys and then a couple of weeks later I lost my credit card. And I'm wondering if this is part of on the way to ascension you lose everything. I'm kind of hoping that's what it is. <laughs> actually you haven't lost a thing. They, um, they're still there. And you can actually call them back if you are ready. You can simply call them back to you. And uh, you'll find them in some very strange and unusual places. So uh, let's get over the concept that they are lost. These are some of the barometers that we were talking about last month of your own, let's not say a severe imbalance, but just you were going through some energy changes. And uh, pretty soon you begin to lose things. Uh, they, they literally go off sometimes into another dimension. Uh, they're not of the earth anymore, but when you call them back, they do reappear. So look at this as a wonderful opportunity to take a look at perhaps saying, yes, it is about losing things that um, that are going off somewhere else, but they do come back in a new and balanced way. Don't read too much into all this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. As the three wise men have said, let go of everything, and I find that I certainly am. Uh, emotion fluctuates and balances. I now see the real possibility of my home going into foreclosure. While on the market for some time, neither the house nor my parcel of land have sold. I do not want to move to a smaller home. I do want to move to a smaller home, a different environment, and eliminate paper and books and old stuff. Renting also feels like a part of a freeing up uh, to be more mobile. It's all of the fallout, loss of investment, cash flow, credit issues, the general embarrassment, and the why did I create this way question that haunt me. I know that it's a much larger process, and I flip back and forth between feeling I am that I am on the one hand and this emotional roller coaster on the other. Staying out of the mental, the worrying, and figuring options has been the... Um, the theme of this process, I know that when I'm fully in the moment, truly present, this, she goes on for a long time about this not Indeed. good situation. Here's a wonderful example, a wonderful example, Shambra. This is a Shambra person who is truly committed to teaching. Indeed. Here's a wonderful example of taking on energies that really aren't your own, but pretending that they are. So you can help, um, your assumption is that you are helping other humans. 
So here we have on a, actually it's a global scale, but particularly in uh, the United States. You have a situation with a, a great imbalance in the housing market for a variety of energetic or consciousness reasons. People are losing their their homes, and what this really translates to in a lot of ways is they're they're shifting. They're losing the old comfort level. They are actually going through an, a consciousness evolution process. Now, here you are, a very wise and very experienced Chambra, but finding yourself in the same situation. Why? Because you have compassion for those hundreds of thousands who are losing their home right now. You dove, you jumped into that consciousness and said, how can I help them? I'll go through the same experience. What is it like to lose my house, everything I thought was me, my land, my money? You have such tremendous empathy, you're giving yourself that experience on behalf of them. now." The interesting thing is you're going to find your way out of it. You're going to find out, even if you do lose your house, you're going to find out what it's like to regain self-worth and finances, but in a new and a very efficient way. Your perception is that you're doing all of these people a grand service by going through the exact same energy, and then by coming up with a solution, sharing that on a more of a global consciousness level, opening up new potentials. The you, the the limited human self, doesn't look at it that way. You think you made some mistakes. You think you perhaps took the wrong job or made the wrong investment. You're doubting yourself now. So that doubt takes away from truly experiencing what it's like to go through this process. The doubt also takes away from the potentials of resolution that you have for yourself that can also be shared with hundreds of thousands of families who are going through the same process right now. But at the end, I have to ask, do you really need to go through all of that now in this new energy? Do you really need to dive in that same pool to understand how deep and how cold the water is? Or is there a new part of you, a consciousness part of you, that could actually experience this feeling, the problem and the solution, in a different dimensional level, rather than having to have your human self experience it here? Is there a way to have the compassion and the feelings without having to go through the actual 3D physical experience of all of this. So you would still have the compassion to help others and perhaps find a more efficient solution, an easier solution that can be shared in a global consciousness way as a potential with all these other humans. Shambhar, you don't have to jump into the physical pool to know what it feels like and to know how to bring resolution to energy imbalances. This is what we started off saying earlier. You tend to take it on yourself and think it's about you, and it's not. You are guides and teachers in the new energy. 
but we encourage you to find new ways to share potentials, to share new consciousness with humanity instead of taking it directly on yourself. Thank you. Hello, Tobias. It's Hmm. been just about exactly four years ago that I came here to the Now Year celebration and found home. It's been an amazing journey, gone through all sorts of things, found myself. And as you know, I have a new job, and I'm off on a new adventure. I would like to know anything that you want to share with me, want me to know, want me to remember as I take off. Just don't forget to turn off the gas and the lights before you leave. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Indeed. Um, Yes, uh, I do. You have taken on many of the energies of Shambra in particular because of your past association with them. Shambra all around the world and taking on so many of their challenges and their pains and their difficulties. And I think you found the hard way, or sometimes the hard way, that they need to take it on themselves. They need to resolve their own issues. You finally got to a point, and we've talked about this quite often, where I kept on saying, but what are you going to do about you? When are you going to take care of you? When are you going to trust you? When are you going to stop? And I said these words to you. I'll say them again. When are you stop going to be the Shambra martyr? When are you going to take care of your needs, your consciousness, your evolution? That would be a far grander beacon to all of the other Shambra than taking on their difficulties and pains. You're far grander than what you've allowed yourself to go through. And you know that, although you doubt it. It's time now you had to, you reached a, an impasse. You reached a place where you had to let go of Chambra not so long ago. But yet, um, as you know, you just felt such compassion to still be there with them. But now you're taking care of yourself. Let that be an example for all of Chambra how to take care of themselves, how to allow things like abundance and happiness and joy into their life. Let that be the example rather than how you were doing it before. The um, martyr energy is very old. Just ask Jesus. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm confused about my relationship with my child who died 12 years ago. When I did Dreamwalker Birth Home Study, which was an absolutely amazing course, I felt she was getting ready to incarnate again. I'm so excited she's coming back and that I'll get to see her. Thank you for that info, Adamas. If it's appropriate, I'd like to know how the bond I have with her, what about the bond with her, and I don't want, I don't want the love I have for her to limit her in any way. Hmm. Thank you. Indeed. This dear one uh, is coming back. It would not be appropriate for for us to uh, give an exact date or location, but it's one of those things that you'll know it when you when you look into the eyes of this one. The love is goes back eons of time. There are those that and this is for all Shamba here, but there are those that you you first met and you first played with and you first loved when you left the wall of fire. 
Remember when we talked that you left and you felt very alone, but suddenly you started to realize there were other spirits around you. And you started to develop, a, you would now call them friendships, or really the first love that many of you had. And these are some of the strongest, most beautiful ties. They, they go back through your spiritual family and even before. So the one you're referring to has that energy. Some of you confuse it with what you call a soulmate or a twin flame, that it is a missing part of yourself, but it is, it is like, um, how to say, remember your earliest childhood friends that you learned so much from each other because you were so young and innocent? That's what some of these beings are like, and the one you refer to is like that also. They almost can't resist coming back and being with you again. Thank you. Hi, Tobias. Closer? Okay. Hi, Shambra. Hi, Shambra. <clears throat> it's nice to be up here and not be absolutely terrified. So for those of you who are too terrified, just keep working on it. Um, I have a question um, that relates to the conversation today about feelings, but it is with regard to parenting and children. I have three children. <clears throat> My house gets a little hairy because children are very highly fe feeling beings. Yeah. And I'd like you to talk about, if you would, maybe from your own perspective or the per perspective of Sam, what it is like to be a child and what they are feeling. <laughs> What I have found in my marriage recently, thank you, honey, my love, is that understanding brings peace. And when you can understand, there is no more um, angst or fear or upset. And if you could help us to understand our children, what they're going through as feeling beings, so we can help them stay connected to their feelings to become intuitive knowing beings. Thank you. Well said. And... Children these days, um, we're generalizing here, but um, they're living in a state of constant contradiction. A contradiction because they have their own feelings and their own intuit intuition, but they are also living in a very complex uh, and uh, mental world right now. So they feel that they are walking between worlds constantly. And we're not talking spirit world and human world. We're talking a world of feeling, intuition, and creativity versus the feeling of the mental, the statistical, and the structure. It's very, very confusing for them. They give up at a certain point, generally about the age seven or eight, where they feel that they are going to have to give in to the energies of structure and, and the mental. And there is a resistance and almost a depression as they slowly but surely give in to that. And by the time they, raise, they reach puberty, they have um, fully accepted that this other world, th what I would call their world, the world of feelings, is going to have to go into hiding. And that's exactly what they do. They hide it as they come out of puberty. There's a part of them that is angry that they did that. It's rebellious, and it will take that rebellion out on the nearest um, parent or sibling or teacher that it can. So you get a very angry, rebellious type of attitude that lasts for anywhere from three to perhaps even ten years afterwards. The interesting thing is to acknowledge that they are living in two worlds world of, I guess what we would simply call the creative feeling versus the world of the mental, 
and uh, control or structure. They are very conflicted by it, and they need somebody to listen to them more than anything. They don't need rhetoric. They don't need a lot of talk. They don't need rules. They need somebody to listen to them. And to even if it sounds contradictory and crazy, just listen. Ask questions, perhaps, but allow them to speak, because as they do, it gets their feelings more clear, and it gets their their reality more clear to them. So they aren't going to feel as conflicted. They'll understand it is a duality world. So it's very, very important right now to listen to them and instead of giving them demands, give them choices always. Thank you. Sure. One more brief question and a brief answer is all that's required, but I have a project that I've done on behalf of parents and children, and I'm hoping to launch it this year. It feels complete to me, but can you take a quick look at it and let me know if there would be anything else I should include that would be most helpful? Thank you. Indeed. We would be happy to uh, take an energetic look, and uh, we feel that uh, uh, those in the Crimson Circle and the company would be happy to take a a human look at it, and um, we'll combine to give you an answer on it. Later? Indeed. Uh, Yes, because uh, it is not I, but it is Caldera and even a little bit of Linda saying, oh, Tobias, do you realize what you're opening up here? For one does it many, many. But we would we would be happy to take a look. Um, what he's really trying to say, I think, is that we're open to um, doing a lot with education and children. Um, that was covered a lot in the the uh, ask Tobias about education, and so there's a window opening up for that. So I think he's trying to answer you, saying that at some point we're going to reach a point very quickly where we'll be able to be more open to actually look at these projects and actually assist and work at creating these things. Correct? Aren't you the little channeler? Well, hello. (laughs) I'd say big. Um, (laughs) Tobias, here's a question for you. This is the second to the last question of the day. Uh, Hello, everybody. I live in a small country called Belgium, which was created by putting together people from two main different cultures with different languages who are the Dutch and French-speaking communities. There is much tension between them on the political level with some people wanting to split the country, and this year it took six months after the elections to create a temporary government because we couldn't come to an agreement to fully... Uh, for a fully working government. Could you give us an overview of the situation coming from a higher perspective on this old conflict, its origin and potential or way out of it? Thank you for your answer. We see this as uh, somewhat of an, an experiment in can you take uh, two two groups that uh, are very, very strong about their own backgrounds, about their own um, lineage and history, and have them try to work out their differences. It is, um, it is like a, it is like an actual cultural experiment in the making. And sometimes it goes good, and sometimes it doesn't go good. So, if you want to say, ask our take on uh, the um, the energy in Belgium, and particularly this year, it's going to be the ping pong. It's going to be back and forth. It's going to be wanting to split, wanting to join together, and it is um, it is an energetically it can be an energetically draining area for Shambra to live in. It can be very stimulating for other humans, but for Shambra who are aware of feelings, it can be very, very difficult because 
there is struggle, there is challenge, and um, right now if we have to say where is that ping-pong ball, it's on the side of the table that says split. Right? Go back to your original cultures, but very quickly you can be come back to the other side of the table saying, let's try to work this out together. As we said, uh, for Chambra in particular, it's a very energetically draining area, so understand that if you're going to be living there. Thank you. Greetings, Tobias. And it's not sunset yet, so good Shabbos as well. Um, just like to thank you and Linda. You guys rock. You're just really, really awesome. And my Australian Shepherd Marty at the back of the room who's been contributing energy would like to thank you too. That's a compliment. Totally. Well, it kind of feels like I'm about to... I'm Van Halen's new bass player, and I'm about to play in Madison Square Garden or something. <laughs> in either case, um, nine years ago, I chose to have... And I've been coming here for a year, and I've wanted to ask this. And almost not to ask a question, but to get a viewpoint. Nine years ago, I chose to allow one of my heart valves to break, and I had open-heart surgery. And during that time, I had what I could share as a near-death experience in which I experienced myself in a lavender dimension of pure bliss as a ball of living light. And as I stretched out with my feelings during this time, uh, and it was about a five-hour, six-hour operation, I experienced six to eight other beings similarly surrounding me. And, we start, as I, and as I stretched out with my feelings, we started an interrogative. And, and, I, and it was telepathic. And at first I thought, wow, everything that I've ever read is true. Um, and I don't remember the interrogative, although I did for about a month after in my recuperation. But I do remember very distinctly, at the end of the experience, I did not want to come back. Mm. And they said to me, you don't have a choice. You have to come back. Your work isn't finished. And uh, since then, it's been a real interesting ride. And I'd just like to get your viewpoint from broader perspective. Where was I in this lavender dimension of pure bliss? As a ball of living light, is that part of the true nature as a spiritual being outside of a physical body? And generally, what's your take on the whole thing? Thank you. <laughs> Indeed. Isn't it amazing what legal meds can do for you? <laughs> and we're joking with you. For what you experienced was very real. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to you asked the question, so I'll quantify it and qualify it. You asked where you were. You were literally in your heart. Uh, during this operation. I mean, that's where the action was taking place. And you allowed yourself to go into your heart, not just your physical heart, but your feelings, your compassion, your even even the colors surrounding it were, were all part of the experience. You were joined there by angelic beings who you work with on a regular basis, who come in at times like this particular surgery to help maintain a very, very delicate balance of energy networks and energy connections, but you were much more, in, in your altered state, you were much more open to, uh, to the discussions with them. 
you meet them regularly, as all of you do, you work with the angelic beings, but it's very difficult to remember those experiences because of the intensity and to a degree because of the drugs that were involved in this. You were able to remember more than you normally would on a given night out venturing into the other realms. The There is a, a grand difficulty in retaining the essence or the information and bringing it back to this earthly dimension for a variety of reasons. One is because of the different operating systems between the two realms. One is very much uh, mental, uses a language, uh, defines words, where in the other realms there are no words that are used in the, in the pure angelic realms. So it's very difficult to bring back what you would call a, a dream or an idea. It doesn't have a definition of words. It seems to it seems to dissolve when you try to bring it back here. It still exists, however, but your mind doesn't know how to comprehend it. However, that being said, you are coming into an era where you can start bringing that information into this realm and not having to define it in words, but to understand it in feelings in general. You actually did have a choice uh, about whether to return or not. It is very, very compelling to stay in these other realms, particularly if you have any health issues, particularly if you have any uh, major um, um, human crises taking place in your life. It is very compelling to stay in these other realms. But yet you and nearly all Shambra have basically uh, planted a energetic uh, ground, regrounding device back here on Earth because you know it is so seductive uh, – that's not the right word, Caldera – but compelling to stay in the other realms. But you know you have given yourself the commitment to keep coming back here to do your work from here. You go through this almost every night, uh, all of you, in your sleep state, every night of wondering why you're going to drag your <laughs> self back to that carcass and go through it one more time. <laughs> Some of you don't. Some of you just choose to stay, but all of you remember the love and the commitment and the compassion and you allow yourselves to come back here. Nearly all of you feel like it would be such a waste of so many lifetimes to leave now because this is it. This is the time of new consciousness. This is the era of you. So that helps to bring you back here. Now, the real question here is, A, are these experiences real? Absolutely more real than this experience you call the, the human. The second question is, how can you retain that sense? How can you remember what has happened? It is a several things. It is making the choice. It is letting go of the doubt. That is a big part of it. The mind will doubt the experience because it's not tangible. Letting that go and allowing yourself to intuitively remember the experience. Some of you are going to say, but I don't remember anything. I just don't have these type of experiences. I'm going to challenge every one of you who says that this year to let yourself feel. Now. That's a big challenge because 
feelings can be overwhelming. As you know from our little experience before the shout, we gave you a blast of feelings. And you didn't necessarily like it. You felt something was wrong. Something wasn't, you had done something wrong. So you filter out or lock out these experiences. But we're challenging you in this new year to allow feelings into your life, whether they are your own or whether they're from the outside. Let yourself feel once again. As you do, you will start remembering at least having the feelings of these other dimensionally experiences that you have all the time. They're going to then start melding into your life, into your reality here on Earth. Sometimes it's going to feel uncomfortable because you're going to feel ungrounded, you're going to feel disoriented because you're melding together two very intense and very real energies. You're going to allow, you're going to eventually be able to function where you can be doing your normal everyday human thing and at the same time be experiencing and be aware of the other dimensional experiences that you're having at the same time. So in other words, instead of being in the lavender dimension with the angelic beings in an altered state, you can actually be experiencing that and having that happen while you stand in front of a group of Chambra in your physical body right now. That's where you're all going. <laughs> but the challenge is to let feeling come in. Release the doubt. Let the feeling come in. Then you will start to have these experiences on a regular basis. Thank you. Thank you. One more question with this. Indeed. Um, if I may, just one. Um, are, are, were these, are these indeed my angelic family, or are they just aspects of me? The ones that you met during this experience were actually in, Thank you. in angelic beings, uh, not, not aspects of you, but those who you would, uh, we would call your correspondents or uh, angelic beings who you work with on a regular basis that are there particularly in times like this when there is a type of um, dramatic operation going on, uh, ones that you've known and loved quite often. Uh, old friends. One last quickie question. Indeed. <laughs> Quick. Tobias, I chose to be, become into this world um, after my father passed away, yes. exactly five months. And after 30 years, I decided to deal with it, and I flew down to Peru. Hmm. And um, I had a complete uh, ceremony to make me see what had happened, why I had chose that. And then I flew back to the U.S., and... I had felt a connection there, so I decided to fly back to Peru. And I sold everything, and I moved down there mm. without a doubt, knowing that I was going down there for some reason. And I ended up coming across this book that was channeled over seven years. It's called Stairway from the First to the Seventh Heaven. Mm. And it's in Spanish, it's in Portuguese, and my role in this is to translate it to English. Mm. And uh, when I was down there, the woman who presented it to me actually introduced me to Crimson Circle. Mm. And... Uh, so, you know, now that I'm back here and I've already been presented this, you know, I, you know, I've come to be passionate about the realization of my soul's purpose. How do I continue daily to move forward with this when there's objects and challenges in life? Hmm. Um, 
It goes back to the message from today. Don't doubt. And uh, remember in the story, brilliant story, of Mark and Chris. And Mark set out, and even when there were storms, even when there were times of no wind, he never doubted. He understood that it was part of the experience and it would give him the fullness. So often humans doubt, uh, for instance, if they run into a time of no money or they run into challenges from other people. I'm trying to channel this through Calder, but it's a bit confusing. But you're, you were actually instrumental in the writing of the creation of this book. Uh, using your energy in a very multi-dimensional way and working with the, a group of others who helped bring this in. So as you read the book, there was tremendous familiarity because a part of it is your essence. Part of your own commitment was to bring this information into, into a, uh, other languages uh, because there, there's more than just the words that are in the paper. There is an embedded type of energy that will be very, very attractive to a lot of humans that explains some of what they would call the mysteries, which aren't mysteries at all. They're just natural spiritual physics. So you're deeply connected with this book. It's time to let go of the doubt. It's time to to continue on with what you've already chosen to do. If you take a look at the events that you even talked about here and that have taken you from one place to the other, from one group of people to the other, it is the journey of Mark. It is totally for purpose, for reason, and will allow you to have uh, such a triumphant, triumphant discovery this year. How coincidental that you're answering a question for Mark. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and Calder saying for each additional question, he will need one additional glass of wine tonight. So uh, <laughs> I have a I have a final question I think that others would be interested There's in. There's another one for him. There we go. <laughs> How's Sam doing? We're going to talk about Sam soon. Sam is Sam sometimes is um how to say How was his Christmas? Nothing. Oh. I mean it was um uneventful and uh, those damn parents. I'm going to have to <laughs> They don't understand the the joy of giving, and uh, um, uh, it was it was quiet. But uh, Sam Sam is actually going through some very uh, big internal experiences. His outer this is why in answer to the children before I could be so uh, clear about it. His outer world is telling him that there's something wrong with him. His inner world is telling him that everything is right now. Which does he believe? Which does he default to? So now he has the brilliant counsel from uh, not only Saint Germain but uh, from uh, myself, uh, oversoul type of level. But you have to understand he is also autonomous and independent, so he can choose anything he wants. But trying to get him to understand, we're going through some very very interesting work with him right now. Can you imagine the? personal attention from both St. Germain and I in his development, in his inner world development right now. So perhaps you could say the quiet over the holiday period was fine, but uh, I have to remind all of the parents out there, 
gifts of underwear and socks. Do not do it. Do not do it. And so it is. <laughs>